It's Darth Vader, watch out! And he's got a lightsaber! It's Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. I got you now, Ben Kenobi. With R2-D2 and C-3PO, there's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. Someone's coming, Chewie. Who's there? It's Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Now I know the Force is with us. Darth Vader, R2-D2, C-3PO, and other Kenner Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. Hello, Star Wars fans and Moof Milkers everywhere, and welcome to the third episode of Blast Points where we know the only thing more fun than watching Star Wars is talking Star Wars. I'm your host, Jason Gibner, and this week we're doing something a little different. We got a couple couple guest spots. We're going to be talking Rebels with Ben Lopez, and we're going to be talking the state of Star Wars collecting and action figures with Kyle Moore. I know, so we don't have Gabe this week. I know, I know, I know. But he'll be back next week with something completely awesome, I am sure. So, no pressure, Gabe. But before we get to our special guest spots, let's talk about the big news that happened last week with Star Wars. As I'm sure you know, Episode 8 got delayed just about seven months from May 2017 to December 2017. I felt a great disturbance in the Force. As if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. I fear something terrible has happened. Now, I don't think it's that bad of news. There were some people freaking out saying it was a disaster to end all disasters. And I don't think it is. You know, it's episode 7 had... Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of digital effects shots... And already it was looking like the production schedule for 8 was going to be pretty tight. I would rather them take their time with a Star Wars movie instead of rushing something out. Give them all the time they want, as long as they can make it as good as it can possibly be, in my opinion. And this frees up more time, hopefully for uh, another American celebration in there somewhere. Let's hope. Let's hope that announcement comes fairly soon, maybe. Um, so anyways, here is our first guest spot. Let's take it over to a conversation I had with Ben Lopez about Rebels in the most recent episode of Princess Leia, A Princess on Lothal. Okay, so I am here with Ben. Ben, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing real good. I'm doing real good. So last night was Wednesday night, and we had our first new episode of season two of Rebels: Princess on the Fall. Yep. What are your immediate thoughts? It was. It was good. I'm so excited for Leia to be in there, and I'm so excited for. Um, I don't know. I was just really excited to see Leia in that position, and I love her look with the reference from like Macquarie and like all of that. The episode was mm, all right. Yeah. I mean, I read your review, and I kind I agree with most of it. Like, it was it was good. They've had better episodes, but I think it was done well for 
an introduction of such a big character in the universe. It was like, I was so, it's like when I was watching it, I was so like, enthralled by how perfectly Leia was being done. Mm-hmm. That by the time they started to get to what, like in the in the third act, the plot of the episode, yeah. I was really kind of like, wait, wait, what's what's going on here? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I'm kind of convinced that when Ezra stunned her at the end, I'm kind of convinced that it was either her or Kanan, like undercover in the beginning of New Hope now, like, they also stunned her then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just my brain going to a million different places, but I'm kind of convinced that that was them undercover later as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't even pick up on that. That's a good idea. Um, so that voice actress, did you watch the Rebels Recon afterwards? Yeah, it's, um, I didn't get her name, but she did Star Tours. Yeah. I mean, I thought for sure that was uh, Carrie Fisher in Star Tours, but I know I guess it was her. Yeah, I I feel like Carrie Fisher sounds a lot different now than she did then. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was convinced that it was yeah it was like Filoni said that it was some like old recording or like some they got Carrie Fisher to do it somehow when I first did Star Tours. It, it's like spot on. Um, in her voice in Star Tours, so I'm really excited that they got that actress to, to portray her in Rebels as well. It, my thought too with the episode is because it was still kind of a good guys win in the end, yeah, and it was a fun, pretty lighthearted episode. A, it, a lot of bumbling Imperials. Sure, yeah, and, and like what we've seen from that trailer is that things are going to get really dark. Yeah. Um, so that kind of made sense that they're starting it back out with with uh, having lay on, get people talking about it, and things are going to get a little worse for our heroes as time goes on in season two here. Right. Yeah, it was, it was a great pe- a great way to get people to start watching it if they haven't seen it before, or um, you know, coming right off of Force Awakens. It's a great way to introduce people to the show again. Sure. Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, like in my review on Doom Rocket, I was talking about um, Clancy Brown's right character writer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care about that dude. <laughs> I I don't much either. I'm so excited for Clancy Brown to be in this because he did such a great job with Savage and he's just such a great voice actor. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm invested in the character. But other than that, if it was any other voice actor, I don't think I would care at all. Yeah, I couldn't help thinking at the end when he's standing in the ghost with the crew, I can't help thinking, well, wait, what, where's Rex? Yeah. Right. Except that now, when where I thought... You know the character Nick Sant in Return of the Jedi? He's the old rebel trooper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on Endor. I think that, I think that now that, that could either, if you if they do anything with the canon, like they can do that as Rex, or they can do that as this character. as um, Sure, sure. What's his name? So, like, that could be important. He could be, like, a bigger part in the Rebel Alliance later, but... Yeah, as of right now, I'm not invested in the character at all. No, and I couldn't help thinking while I was watching the episode that 
at times the show does suffer from too many characters. Yes, yeah. Sabine had one line, Hera had one line, Zeb had one line, and that's that's all we got from them this week. Yeah, and it, it and it's it's almost like in right now I feel like at times it's too many plots going on at once. Right. Like whereas I loved the moment between Ezra and Leia, and I thought that was yeah. When when the show when the show is able to, to to quiet down a little bit like that and have moments like that, it can really be outstanding. It reminds me of some of the best of Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, in the in the pacing of the episode, it almost felt out of place, but it was still awesome. Yes. Yeah, it was very cool. Because then minutes after that, you've got. Kanan in a stormtrooper outfit slicing the legs off AT-ATs. Yeah. Which is kind of like, you know, every little kid playing with a bunch of Star Wars figures, you know, like, I'm going to give the stormtrooper a lightsaber, you know? And, yeah. It's like, it's this, I don't have the toy of this, but this is a stormtrooper that's that guy undercover, so he's going to have a lightsaber and, like, he's going to slice open yeah. that at Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I feel like if if they had the format that Clone Wars had, where it was like three or four episode arcs, mm-hmm. I think they could explore characters a lot better. And it's okay if we don't have these characters right now, because we'll have a whole arc of them later, which I, I think they might do in this eventually. But yeah, and like they kind of did with the the Rex series, and those were great. Yeah, those episodes were yeah. great. Yeah, their their stronger episodes are the ones that are to be continued. Sure. Like the ones with Tarkin, that was a three or four episode arc. Yep. Um, I thought those episodes were great, and the ones with Rex were a couple of episodes long. And I I think Filoni is just great when he has more time to deal with a character. I, I think that's a that's a really good observation because I think it's he's great when he has more time with characters. And I think he's great when he has a little bit more time with the story. Yes. Because there there have been a lot of Rebels episodes, I felt like, where the beginning of the episode is Hera explaining to Kanan, you got to go here and you got to rescue these people. Got it? Okay, here you go. You know, and it's... Yeah. There are times where I'd have to watch it again and be like, okay, wait, 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 wait. What? What's happening? <laughs> what the heck is going on? <laughs> what the heck is going on? Exactly. <laughs> right. There it is. Yeah, so, I mean, after this, we have the, um, the Mandalore. Yeah. Uh, thing with Sabine, which looks really interesting, looks really promising. You think they're gonna have Boba? Ooh, I didn't think of that. It's because it's the protector of Conquered Dawn. Conquered Dawn, which is uh, where Django is from, correct? Oh yeah, you're absolutely right, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Maybe we're gonna get Boba, and then what I'm interested in, if they do, is who's gonna voice them. Is it gonna be Dean Bradley Baker, or is it gonna be um, um, Daniel Logan? Blanky on. Yeah, Daniel Logan. Right. Because either way, I think it would be really great if he's in it. Yeah, that would be real, real interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That would be... I, I, it's like as awesome as it would be, I would almost regret it because it's almost like, well, this week we had Leia, and then if yeah. next week, like, oh, guess what? We got Boba Fett on. Yeah, and then a couple weeks later, it's going to be Darth Maul. And, right. And right. Yoda, and... Yeah. Yeah. Who knows who else? Bib Fortuna is going to pop up. <laughs> we can hope, right? We can hope. It's a Wanawanga. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What are your hopes going forward with the rest of season two? Where, where do you hope Rebels goes? I, I think it's going to be kind of dark. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the fight between Ahsoka and Vader, however that turns out. Yeah. Do you think um, do you think that's really happening, or do you think that's when they're in that Sith temple, that's some kind of dark vision Ahsoka's having? It's gonna really happen. Okay. Um, um, I, th- I think it's gonna happen. I like the idea of it being a vision too, and getting weird. I want this season to get weird, like the Mortis arc and like the whole Force Ghost or Force things that Yoda saw. I want I want Rebels to get weird. Yeah, I think it should too. I agree. I agree. Um, I, yeah, I want it to get weird. I wanted to. I almost want I've been thinking a lot about them getting legacy characters and what if like what if they go to Mons Kanata's castle and oh yeah you know, she, she's had the bar for thousands of years or a thousand years and what if they go there or like what if they explain who um, Lord Santeca is and like I think they should absolutely I, I think that's what I want <laughs> but I don't know if they will well and that's kind of I, I agree too where I'm just kind of like in general it's it's like when you're at the grocery store or something and you see they have Star Wars t-shirts and it's like, well, dude, I got enough Luke Skywalker shirts. I like give, right. give me something. Like I love these new characters. Yeah, you know, I love this yeah. new, this new era. Give me some of that. And Rebels being in the time that it's in, Lor Santaka could be on. Maz Kanata could be there. Yeah, like it. With Sabine being a bounty hunter, she could have stayed at the castle for a little bit, or oh, yeah. you know, Kanan was a, a little bit of a smuggler, like you know, before he met Hera, and he could have been there. It, there's a lot of things that, or even like running from the clone, the clone troopers when he was young, like he could have been there and ended up sure. Like I, I think it would be a great way to incorporate. It could be a great time to show Maz Kanata's force powers because now they've released it. That's in a deleted scene. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to think too with with Rogue One coming next or this year, and just you know later this year, it's going to tie into season three somehow. The first half. Oh, definitely. So I almost wonder if they're just like wrapping up all this stuff with like the Sith Temple and like Ahsoka and Vader because next year, perhaps in season three, they might have a very clear cut agenda of what they have to get done in the first half with Rogue One. Right. Which I, th- I think they they are because for season two, they're looking for a base. Like Harris says that all the time. We got to find a base, which is going to be Dantooine, if if I'm not mistaken, right? They, they, it's, yeah, could be. It's not Yavin yet because Leia says they're on Dantooine and they go check it and then everybody's gone, right? Right. There were, there was the remains of a rebel, rebel base. And yeah. Yeah. So they might find that and then that's where... If that's the hidden rebel base, so I've I've read a lot of things. People saying that we've never seen Kylo Ren's like force mind reading technique. Okay. Um, when that's completely wrong, because I feel like they show it in Rebels when the Inquisitor is trying to get information about out of Kanan to try and find their their base, or if they're trying to find any other Rebel cells. 
Oh, you're he's doing he's doing the exact same thing with the hand and like trying to draw information out of him. And uh, the Inquisitor does it. He does it like he he, he doesn't get if there's any other rebel cells because Kanan doesn't know that but he does um, he's got to read his mind somehow because there's no way that he could be there when what does he say he says what, what were Dippa Balaba's last words to you they were run like there's no way that he could have known that so he has to read his mind somehow <laughs> you're absolutely right like he, he's he's got to have studied her fighting technique and he calls him out on that previously that that he could just like study up on the Jedi but like there's no way that he would know exactly what he what she said to him so like that's that's pretty big on rebels to do that before force awakens and I mean if, if someone subscribes to the theory that somehow the inquisitors are related to the Knights of Ren exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. so like this whole dark side mind reading technique and then I, I was thinking of this a little bit more when in Empire Strikes Back when Han Solo they're at Bespin and Han Solo says he didn't even ask me any questions about Darth Vader oh yeah I never thought of that like he could have totally just like stood there and stared at him and read his mind and not said a single thing and then like he knows exactly where Luke is <laughs> Yeah, I never thought of that at all. I mean, I was only thinking of, like, her resistance to the mind probe and stuff like yeah. that. But, huh. But he, he yeah, because he, he got all the information he could out of um, Poe Dameron. Yeah. Like, that, that was easy to get out of because he's not a Force user. But, sure. yeah, her, uh, Ray's resistance to it is because she's a much, much powerful Force user than even Kanan was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting. I've, now I've got to go back and I got to watch that uh, that episode of Rebels with uh, the Inquisitor and Kanan. Yeah, and then I was watching another episode, and the Jedi do it to Cat Bane in Clone Wars. It's an it's one of the first episodes with Cat Bane. It's Anakin, Windu, and Kenobi. They're all holding their hands out like you will tell us where the holocron is or whatever it is. I don't remember yeah. the specifics, but they do it too. Huh. So maybe it's a Vader thing. Maybe it's Vader, like, because Anakin was there. Anakin knows how to do it. Yeah, I, I thought that was a completely new thing, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Huh. I watch the show way too much. No. <laughs> It's a good, it's a very good thing. Um, well, you blew my mind, Ben. Mind blown. <laughs> I mean, when they when they made that, they knew full well what was probably coming in Force Awakens. Yeah, and I think that yeah, it's, they were totally setting up the Knights of or they're going to link the Knights of Ren with the Inquisitors. They have to. You, like, you think so? I, I think so. Because they're dark side followers, there's they're setting up canon that there's a group of dark side followers. They're not and Sith. Now, yeah, they're not Sith. They're not the two. They're dark side elite fighters and inquisitors. They they know how to get information out of people. Um, oh, another force force technique that 
I've read and hasn't happened is uh, the paralysis. Okay. Like right. when when Kylo holds Ray's arm behind her and like she's pointing the gun down so that he won't get shot. When Barris and Anakin are fighting in Clone Wars, she jumps at him like full force and he holds her for like a second, puts her arms behind her and then throws her against the tree. Like that's, I, I feel like that's very similar to like the paralysis, not like the sleep thing that uh-huh. Kylo does, but uh-huh. like he holds her. Anakin definitely holds Barris in, in midair for a second and renders her defenseless and then throws her against the tree. Huh. Again, going back to a Vader thing. Yeah, it's a Vader thing. Because you could say, well, who trained... Who trained Kylo in these things? Where did he learn these things? Was it Luke? I'm, yeah, that's still part of Vader's lineage. Yeah. Is it Snoke? So was Snoke an Inquisitor? Like, or was Snoke... Is Snoke even a... No, Snoke's a Force user, right? <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> at this point... Snoke Tashu? Like, yeah. <laughs> With the Snoke stuff, it's like, man, who knows? Who knows? I know. I know. I just want to give up on that and just, like, go into other theories. I'm like, I, I don't know about Snoke. Just it's, let someone else figure out Snoke. And we're not going to know. <laughs> we're not going right. to know. We're not going to know. We may not even know in eight, you know? Yeah, right. I hope we don't in eight because that'll draw everybody in to watch nine. <laughs> yeah, people will be going crazy. <laughs> It'll be like, my mom is Snoke, my dog is Snoke, everybody's Snoke. So all in all, Princess Amethal, a good episode, not a great episode. Right, not one of Rebels' best, but a very good one. I feel like we've had a lot of, it's good, but not great. Yeah. With Rebels. Yes. Um, But then it is only season two. How, yeah, and Clone Wars didn't get good until like season three. Right. How? I mean, it, it, this is always a big question. How long do you think Rebels will go on for? Um, I think at least two more seasons. I think they could easily go. Well, where are they in the timeline? I think it'll go at least two more seasons. But where are they in the timeline? Well, if Leia is sixteen, um, mm-hmm. I believe she's eighteen in A New Hope. Okay. So, so there's still two years before Rogue One happens? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. So at least two more seasons, I think it would be great. Yeah, that's interesting. I inter- hope it goes for two more seasons. Yeah, that's interesting. Because if, if Rogue One does butt right up against A New Hope, then... Yeah, who knows how much time will pass between season two and three. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I had another crazy theory that you want to hear about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please, let me know. <laughs> so I was looking on... I was reading some blog about Ray and who her parents are, and I don't believe anything about her being a Kenobi. No. But... Yeah. Yeah, no way. But it had how old her mother would have had to be when she was born. Ooh, 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 okay. So if her mom was 20 when Ray was born, and Ray is about 19 or 20 during Force Awakens. I I think they came out and said she's 19, I think. Yeah. Her mother would have been born, where is it, three or four years before the Battle of Yavin, which is Rebels' era. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
so in the episode, what was it? Future of the Force, there's one human baby that the um, Inquisitors are trying to capture. I'm like, what if that's her mom? <laughs> So like that would been that would have been a perfect amount of time for her to grow up with the rebellion or like you know hearing about the rebellion. Luke having a school and hearing about Luke that would be the perfect time to give your daughter to this Jedi. You know, if if Kanan and Ezra rescued her, of course she's going to trust the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and then I looked up the name of that little girl. And they named her Alora, which was named after Alora Dannon from Willow. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I remember them saying that. Yeah. Which is Alora Dannon was like they she was feared to um, bring the end to Queen Bev Morda's reign, which is kind of like they're killing her. Or like if she was Pal- if Queen Bev Morda was to Palpatine, Alora Dannon would be to a rake or a savior character as well. You know. This all just made me, side note, this just all just made me wish we could have just a whole episode where we just talking about Willow. Oh my god, me too. Just a whole Willow talk episode. Oh, anyways, god, anyways. I love okay. that movie. Okay, so keep going, keep going. Um, that's, I mean, that's really it, but like, it would make the whole timeline of her mom being that baby kind of makes sense if her mom was 20 when when Ray was born it's because Rebels is exactly or almost exactly 40 years before Force Awakens so and so Luke would it be could, about it could all lined up Luke would be about 16 when all this was going on right because he's Ezra's age he's Leia's age of course and he I found this timeline he would be 34 when Ray was born Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so if she's not a Skywalker at all, that would make perfect sense. But then, of course, who are her parents? Sure. Or, I mean, who, who would be her dad or, or whatever, so. Did you read the thing that um, someone went to Skellig Michael recently, mm-hmm. and they were at the spot where Luke is standing at the end of Force Awakens, and they said that yeah. there is not... That stone that's next to Luke, that's not there. So you, it's like, you think it's a gravesite? That is someone, they, they, just, they just said, all I'm saying is that's not there. <laughs> all I'm saying is there's no stone. There's, there's just nothing there. That was put in there on purpose. And then this other, and this person was saying, like, if you go to Skellig Michael and you walk around, there are gravestones everywhere, and they took them out digitally. But that is not a Skellig Michael gravestone. If Ray is saying she's waiting for her family and the belonging she's seeking for is not, it's it's in front of her, and she connects that with Luke. Well, maybe at the end she did find her family. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe that is her, her family. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, you blew my mind. Well, that's good. Thank you so much for doing this, and uh, let's have you back on again. All right, definitely. Hey, thank you for that again, Ben. That was awesome. And now let's head over to a conversation with... 
Kyle Moore with the Kyle Moore collector's case. It's the Darth Vader collector's case from Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection. You can display it or open it up into an action figure storage unit. It holds up to 31 action figures like Bosque, Lando Calrissian, and IG-88. Action figures each sold separately. There's even a handy chamber for accessories. And it's got a hidden handle, so you can take it with you. Darth Vader collector's case from Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately. New from Kenner. Okay, so I'm here with Kyle. How you guys doing? What's going on, Kyle? So Kyle and I have known each other for about 20 years. And Kyle, would it be safe to say that you are mo- pretty much, you, you could say you're a super collector, kind of, pretty much? I, I would say so, yeah. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but um, I do collect a lot of Star Wars, a lot of Star Wars, just about everything they put out. And then I, I collect a bunch of other stuff as well. And you've been uh, working some conventions. You've been at the, the Grand Rapids Comic Con in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, I've done uh, done that for a few years. It's worked out really well. I just started getting into uh, vending at uh, these locations probably in the last two or three years. Um, my collection started to outgrow my closet, the dressers around my bedroom, the living room and dining room. I had to get a storage unit, and my wife finally said, okay, let's do something. And I said, well, let's try this vending thing. And uh, so not only did I was able to move the stuff out of my house and into a storage unit, but I'm able to uh, turn around and get a lot of that stuff out to uh, the public who uh, may or may not have a chance to get it where they, they live in the area or uh, um, out of town. What are, what's, what are some recent uh, what's some recent things you've picked up out in the wild? Oh, geez, I just picked up, I'm glad you asked that, because I just picked up with the Star Wars Black series, a six-inch, um, I just picked up Wave 5, which is odd because they're not supposed to be out until February. Well, but guess what? This happened at the same location we have here. It's a regional state store, uh, Meyer store. Um, it's a grocery slash department store chain here in, the, in Michigan and a few other states. And... They did the same thing on Force Friday. They accidentally released Wave 2, which had the Captain Phasma figure in it, and I was able to score some that night. And it looks like they've done it again. I just picked up the entire fifth wave that's not supposed to be out till February, and I don't even have Wave 4 yet, which, of course, has our friend Asti in it. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so very exciting. I'm very excited to get that, plus a few of the new exclusives that uh, have finally started to hit retail. Wait, what are those? Wait, what are those? Well, um, about right before uh, Christmas, they released, and I got a bunch of them. Um, uh, any, any collector listening will know that the uh, first order Snowtrooper officer was a Toys R Us exclusive. It comes with a pauldron, basically, to denote um, uh, that he's an officer. And I have, I don't know, three, four maybe 20 of them now. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> and also, um, they released a Poe Dameron and um, uh, Riot Control Stormtrooper uh, two-pack Target exclusive. I also have a lot of those. Um, they they are relatively available if you have Target near, you know, anybody that has Target near them should be able to still pick those up. And um, they've hung out a little bit more than most uh, of the exclusives. However... Um, with the fact now that they, uh, uh, FN 2197, I believe they call it nines, is the 
uh, riot control stormtrooper that takes on Finn with that baton, right. that's actually the figure that's in that two-pack. Now, it doesn't come with Finn. It comes with Poe for some reason. But um, Yeah, that's weird. That, yeah, that figure is going to probably be... Um, because that figure is taken off. That that character is taken off. People are really gravitating toward that uh, that uh, character because he's quite badass in the you know ten seconds he's in the movie. Yeah, the trailer uh, guy. And then um, yeah, so those are a couple. There's also um, uh, Walmart exclusive Battlefront uh, Stormtrooper that came out or when the game came out um, in November, and those finally are starting to hit. And I've got a, you know half a dozen of those, and then. The uh, Wal- Walgreens exclusive Empire Strikes Back, excuse me, um, Return of the Jedi, Emperor's Wrath Vader. It's basically the same Vader they released already, but his head is a translucent purple, and you can see his skull underneath it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> it is. Man. And I've gotten a few of those as well. Man. So. Keeping busy. Keeping real, real busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm a contractor. That's my business. So I have about 35 stores in that are in around my route when I'm driving to do estimates or I'm driving to do work. So um, yeah, I'm able to I'm able to hit a lot of these stores more than most most people. Even we were discussing previous to going on here. You said you you check your store you know your store locally for every couple of weeks. I check my stores every couple of days. Yeah, yeah. So. It, you know, it works. It's, it's part of your work. It's part of work. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So so what would you the post Force Friday, which is its own whole ball of wax? Like what? What's your opinion on the current state of Star Wars action figures and Star Wars action figure collecting? Like what? Well, there's a lot of people talking about it. It seems kind of weird. Things are happening. What's going on? Well, I can tell you that Hasbro, of course, has kept going with the whole Lucasfilm once uh, George Lucas um, signed off on the, hey, let's do what we can to make as much money as we can. So... Um, they've done something different. They went back and they are trying to get retroactive and all of the Star Wars figures that are currently out from Force Awakens um, and even the ones born from Rebels previous to that are all five points of articulation. What that means is it's like the vintage figures, head, neck, uh, excuse me, head, shoulders, and hips, and that's it. Right. And when Hasbro first came out with this, they said, well, we want to, not only do we want to go nostalgic, but we want to be able to get people back into it that, you know, couldn't really afford to spend the $10 per figure. So they so we're going to release these figures out, and they went, great. These are going to be $5, $6 figures. People are going to love them. Kids are going to be able to buy them again, as opposed to just, you know, mainly toward collectors. So they went from this, what we call the super articulated, which had 21 points at neck, shoulders, wrists, everything, where you could put them in these crazy poses back to the five points of articulation. I particularly don't care for it. Um, you know, I love my vintage stuff. It's vintage. It's I don't need to nostalgia. I don't drive around in a 1972 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser. Right. I drive around in a modern car. Right. When I when I put my figures on a shelf or I'm messing with them, I want them to be able to do the stuff they're doing in the movies. We're saying I'm not crazy about the whole sit down and your arms and legs are out in front of you. Now that's just one thing that they're doing, and I understand what, why they're doing it. But it's causing this whole this 
whole rift between collectors and people who just want them. Uh, for example, um, again, with my bias on it, I was ready to drop a lot of money on Force Friday yeah. to buy a lot of figures. Yeah. I didn't. Because they're five points, I bought one of each, and that was it. And now they're starting to move the super-articulated figures. But guess what? They're Walmart exclusives, and they're $13 a piece instead of 10 So they're playing it at both angles. And it's working because people are buying them. Um, you know, people are snapping them up as best they can, and it's huge, and... and and it's just not going away, but I wish they would do one or the other because they're 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 they're, they're five and six dollar figures aren't anymore. They're eight dollars. Yeah. So it's it's they're back to having not you know, people that aren't able to buy them like they would like to not being able to afford them again. Was what Hasbro was trying to do originally was getting it out there for everyone and not just the people who were eight or six or four or ten in 1977, they want to bring that back out for everybody else. And um, it's, it's working, but it's also got its hiccups. So I see what they're doing with their vision. I see what they're doing, what they're trying to do, but they need to tweak it a bit because um, there are some stores where you'll go into and the shelves will be empty. Right. And there's stores you'll go into, and they will be falling off the pegs and onto the floor. Yeah, and why? So they're going to have to figure something out. I'll go to, like, the grocery store, like, Meyer store here in Michigan. And, like, I was just there yesterday, and it was... I walk up and it's like, oh sweet, the Star Wars, the three and three quarter, three and quarter inch figure thing is full, and like my daughter wants a Ray figure, and I don't care if it's like the new lightsaber Ray or like the first Ray that came out on Force Friday, and I'm like, well, there'll probably be a Ray in here, and I'm flipping through the pegs and it's like, it's Kanan, it's Ezra, it's Constable Zuvio, it's Kanan, it's Ezra, no Ray whatsoever, yeah. and but now it's kind of like, well. The movie's been out for over a month now. Yeah, you and I—it's not even Ray. I didn't see Kylo Ren, Captain Phasma. Like I didn't even see a Finn there. So, which is yeah, which is very strange because on the six inch, uh, the Finns are pack warmers. They just seven, eight, nine on the shelf. Yeah, um, and and the Ray thing is—I think they underestimated. Her. I think, I think, this is my opinion, I think Hasbro was thinking, okay, everybody's going to be on um, Kylo Ren, Captain Phasma, and although Rey is the main character, I mean, she's the Luke Skywalker, no pun intended, based on, uh, you know, what we're thinking. Oh, no, um, absolutely. No yeah. pun intended, but yet, the hype has been around... Kylo Ren, Captain Phasma, Finn, and they're just, you know, and so they're, they're, they're getting them out, and people, people are buying them. So when they put 12 figures in a case, and they've got two of each figure, the, the Rens are going to go, or the Rays are going to go. They're yeah. just going to go. And, and until they adjust that, you know, you're going to see that you have to pretty much be there. And the average person and um, who's buying them for their kids or whatever, if you're only going, like I said, if you're only going when you go to the grocery store or every so often or for just for their birthday, yeah, you're, you're, you're just, until they correct it, you're just not going to find them. So, like, how long do you think this will last until, because you'd think you'd be able to go into the store and it'd be like, okay, there's... 
Ray and Kylo Ren and all the main characters from the new movie that everyone loves. Like, how long until you think thing a change starts to show up on store shelves? Um, I would think now that the movie's been out, they, they will probably they will probably start inserting. Um, more, for example, you may instead of seeing a twelve, a case of twelve with only two rays in it, you might get a case of twelve with three rays or four rays in it. Now, here's the thing, though: these things are decided a long time ago. They decided how they decided have already decided how many what figures are going to be at what case and what case assortment, and how many case assortments are going to go out in this much time. Right. So to go back and change it. Um, it's, it's logistically, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to do because they have to take numbers in from everywhere. We're not finding rays. Utah might only have rays on the shelf. Sure. You know, they have to take a lot of stuff in. But as far as the masses go, my guess is they will make an adjustment very similar to what they did in the Black Series. Black Series 6-inch ray came out in the first wave, and that was it. And people are snapping up Kylos, and they're snapping up, you know, Poe's, and they're snapping up whatever they're snapping up, and Ray vanishes off into the distance. Right. And it was such a stink that they brought her back in wave uh, three. And she is still, wave three's been out now for a little bit, uh-huh. uh, maybe a couple of weeks, and she is still hard to get their hands on because just like Phasma in Wave 2 who's also been released in Wave uh, 3 people who didn't get them are trying to snap them up so it's the same thing over and over again it's going to take a little while for that to to level out and unfortunately I used to say hopefully by the time that levels out there should still be interest there but you know, the, far, the farther we get away from the release date of the toys and the farther away we get from the movie starting to soften, you know, people are, they're going to be trickles, but for the most part, people, you know, it's, it, unfortunately, they might end up on the shelves and just sit there. So, it's, it's a tricky game when you're talking about the most popular figure three and three quarter or six inch and when they're out and when they're going to be released and 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 how often they they get them they i mean everybody knew the force awakens was going to be big but i don't maybe people didn't i people didn't imagine that it would be quite as big as it is or would be quite as generation spanning and bringing in new fans young and old but especially young for the toys because I feel like now this is, it's not just collectors. Like, a lot of the people with, the, like, the Where's Ray thing were moms and dads that were like, well, why can't I get the, the main character of this movie for my kid? Right. And it, yeah. is, it, is it just they didn't, no one knew that it would be as big as it was? or No, I, I, think, I think, again, you know, you have to balance it. For example, in those first original case lots, you got two of each. They didn't say... We're just going to send one first order stormtrooper out in this case, and we'll triple Kylo Ren. They kept it even, so that they didn't have any discrepancies. They, could, they didn't have something that somebody could complain about right away. But when it comes down to it, it's money. They they would rather underproduce and wait than overproduce and wait, and then have even more stuff out there. Right. That's just a mess. And it comes back to my personal opinion. 
that one of the reasons why you're seeing a lot of the product on the shelf, but it's nothing anybody wants, is because it's it's the same articulation. It's one of the, one of them. I'm not saying it's the only reason, but I don't want a Constable Zuvio, a minor character in the film that may or may not even be in the film. I don't think at he the is. At very least, I can't work with it. Yeah. So you're going to see a lot of these peg warming figures, and then it all, it's it's all connected money, ordering, things like that. And like you know, you mentioned earlier that you're only seeing there's only two waves of PFA figures in the three and three quarter inch line. It was the main wave that came out after Force Friday, and then the one with Hux and um. Uh, a couple of the other the background figures yeah. and the uh, enforcer the Zuvi or the the Guavian enforcer yeah. and the, the big blue droid that I can't get the numbers right PZ Forcio <laughs> PZ PZ yeah yeah there we go Forcio or 4LO or LCO or the big blue droid they stuck a giant blue head on top of a, a protocol droid right <laughs> and uh, um, that's it so they haven't released the 6 inch or the 3 and 3 quarter inch Han and you know, that's crazy. That's it's crazy. It's coming. It's coming because we've seen pictures of Tasha Leach. I mean, you can't trust the dude. No. You can't trust the little freaks. No. Um, it's good to see him. So, it's good to see him. Um, but uh, they're just coming out. I remember. So way again, it, it goes back to when they decide to do stuff. You know, we're going to release this. Wait, we're going to release this. We're going to let this go for a month or two. Then we're going to release six figures only. And we'll let that go for a month, and then we'll kind of see where we're at. And that's yeah. all those decisions are made previous. So I feel like on paper, like the idea of the Black Series figures for the older collector and the three and a quarter figures for the kids makes sense. But for both cases, there needs to be more. And with yep. the three and a quarter figures, like you said earlier, they should be $5, $6, not... Yep. Not upwards of ten dollars for a three and a quarter plastic thing that you can't even move very much. Yeah, I'm okay with paying ten dollars for an action figure that I can do something with. Sure. I'm not okay with paying ten dollars for an action figure that I can't do anything with. Nostalgia aside, I get the nostalgia. But at least but, Poe Dameron needs to be able to fit in the X-Wing. Oh, that's something else, too. How does that X-Wing, and they, they, they did correct that, by the way, on the Walmart exclusive Poe Dameron X-Wing. How does that make it through quality control? It's yeah. not like they didn't know the movie was coming. No. It's not like they didn't have years of stuff to figure out. Yeah. That makes it to the shelf. And now those things are on clearance because nobody buys them. Not only does Poe not fit into the canopy, into the cockpit, but the thing is made of really bad rubber. Yeah. Where everything is bent and warped. It's it's. And they have they have said we've made a mistake. We're going to correct that. Great. You're charging fifty dollars. <laughs> fifty. <laughs> Jason, I didn't even buy one. You because could, it's 50 bucks You could save that 50 bucks And keep saving And in a couple months You could get like a Like a Hot Toys Kylo Ren or yeah. something Oh my it's god crazy. Dude don't even get me started On Hot Toys But <laughs> But You know those They had X-Wings They did in the Legacy Collection And the Vintage Collection A few years back That Were gorgeous Oh I yeah mean, just, Oh yeah Just gorgeous The The The, the the canopy and the, the R2 socket 
the droid socket and the way it opened and the way it worked and the landing gear and everything. And those were not even 50 bucks. Right? No. They were pretty close, but they weren't even, you know, they were 50 bucks then. And those things are, they, I saw a, a meme of a side-by-side -side comparison. And it's, 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 it's unbelievable how horrible the new molds are. But the reason why they did it is because they knew that people were going to buy it. Yeah. And they did. And they did, unfortunately, and they did. All right, so so let me ask you this. So, and we'll we'll, we'll end with this question. You sure? Let's say you're you'll say you're talking. Say you're at you're at a you're at a store, and the Hasbro rep is there, and you say hire me, and they do. Your they say Kyle Moore, welcome to Hasbro. Your first two months at the job at Hasbro, what would you like to see accomplished? I would like to see changes made in production. I would like to inform them and tell them that that the people. First thing I would do is say, "Listen, your your main group of people buying this stuff aren't eight years old. Yeah, they are forty. They're in their early to mid forties. We, when we were that age, when we saw these movies." It was the only thing out there. They didn't have a lot of toys and different things for kids to buy. Now they've got G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, Transformers, all this other stuff that they didn't have when we were. Now, our age group now has the cash to go back and relive their childhood. And you're giving us this garbage. Yeah. That's, the, that's one of the things I would say. Now, I would also not, I don't want to say to this generation of children, you aren't going to feel the same way you are. But we need to go around it. We need to go about it differently. And here's my plan. I would say, you know, you gotta, you gotta put out a quality product. You're gonna charge this much. You have to put out a quality product. If you're not, then let's just skip it and move on to something else. The release dates have to be flexible. They release. They have to be. They have to make enough product to say, okay, we originally had. And this wave of figures, we originally had only one of this figure. That's not going to work. We need to pull this and repack this, and here are the figures to do it. Not, well, we've already assigned it in three months. We'll have to figure something out. No, you need to be ready for that phantom figure. You need to be ready to say, this was a huge money thing for us. Nobody can find it because we didn't put enough out. Let's fix it now. Sure. And that's one of the things I would do is, is come in and say, this is what I'm saying as somebody who buys the toys, not by somebody who's getting a, a check now. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do to, to ramp up sales and to clear off the dead weight clearance at the end of, you know, at the end of this run. There's, and outside of that, there is no way that you can make the same amount of Constable Zuvios as you make of Ray and believe that you're going to sell that. I, I want to think that somebody at Hasbro was just so hyped on Zuvio that they were just like, man, we got to we gotta make 50 billion Zuvios. He's going to yeah, blow it up. Yeah, here's the thing. If they do it smart, and, and this is off the top of my head, this is without any logistical or analytical thought based on my own personal stuff, is if you 
attack one Zuvio and three rays, you're going to get the boast of the world. Best, uh, boast of the world. I'm sorry, I'm so excited. I'm mumbling. You're freaking best out. Best of freaking both out. worlds. Yeah. You're going to get people who are getting the main character, and all of a sudden you've got this other character that they've only single packed. Sure. You're going to make it a chase figure. Yeah. Let's go find Zuvio. <laughs> but instead. It's the name of my new album. It, let's go find Zuvio. Yeah, let's go find Zuvio. <laughs> the blues. Instead, blue, you've blues got nobody album. looking for. You've got everybody looking for Ray and no product. And you've yeah. got 19 Zuvios on the shelf at every store. It's going to go on clearance. It's making them look stupid. Yeah. And that's what I don't understand. Yeah. Last question, I promise. What what character <laughs> what character from Force Awakens that hasn't had a figure yet do you want to see get a figure? Um, you know, I could I could drop out and say Baba Joe. Ooh, Baba Joe. Baba Joe. But what I love to see in the six inch line is a BB eight that has he's able to open a hatch. He's able to Give you the thumbs up. He's no. able to stick out the electric. You know, they did it with the R two D two in the first wave of the Black Series six inch. Yeah. This BB eight comes with Ray. So not only to 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 quick go back. So not only is the six inch Ray hard to find, but she comes with BB eight. Yeah. So then you're talking about two of the main characters in one package that nobody can find. But I'd like to see a BB eight that. Can, that has some accessories. Sure. But outside of main character, I would have to say, oh boy, somebody that hasn't been released yet, I'd like to see. Oh, man. I can tell you mine. I think you know it. Yeah, my, my voice just went up three octaves just thinking about it. Um, I think you know mine, Luke Skywalker. Well, that's that's a given. I would love it if it said talking Luke Skywalker and it had a button on his back and just oh, didn't, didn't do anything. I think a lot of there'd be a lot of people jumping out of windows. <laughs> the death rate in North America just went up by one percent as millions of men, forty-four to forty-five, jumped out of window today. Right, right. Or maybe like a like a twelve-inch uh, Force Awakens Luke with the hair that you can comb, like it comes with a little, <laughs> little plastic comb. Get them beautiful. Hey, so long as it's got more than five points of articulation, I'll buy it. Right. <laughs> All right, so I think that'll about do it. Thank you, Kyle. Hey, thank you. Anytime. Yeah, and thank you again for that, Kyle. That was awesome. Uh, both of you guys, Ben and Kyle, your knowledge is insane. And that'll about do it for this week's episode of Blast Points. Again, we'll be back next week with Gabe. Who knows what we'll be talking about? It seems like every single week there's something new and outrageous going on in Star Wars. Uh, you can we're, you send us a message on Facebook. Just look up Blast Points. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. All that stuff. You can read my weekly reviews of Star Wars Rebels on DoomRocket.com. And that'll about do it. Until next week, may the Force be with you. Crazy. He can't even take care of himself, much less rescue anybody. A, a Jedi Knight. I'm out of it. For a little while, everybody gets delusions of grandeur.